Welcome to MTZ Overflow Podcast. You've just finished listening to the sermon. Now let's get into the overflow. We're glad you're here. Just more so trying to get work and school all together because it is not together. You didn't go to the hockey championship? Mm-mm. You didn't? Mm-mm. I was out of town. I was out of town this past weekend. I was well, no. listening to him. It's a mama with CT. She's like, she'll be back. <laughs> She's not gone. <laughs> I know. She, yeah. She felt that you had a slight sense of panic. <laughs> You're like, she she's just gonna up and leave. I feel it. You just you just feel it. <laughs> it's gonna come at some point. It will come at some point, but you all have fair warning. Yeah, you may just have to shut it off, turn it back on. Cause it's not recognizing either one. I don't need it. You don't. You don't you're right. You don't need it. What is the internet? Mother George gone. She was, you know, the um, Monday, Wednesday, Friday prayer call. She on that every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Mm-hmm. And people used to complain because she talked too much, talked too long. In mm. the last couple of months, she haven't been on. So normally, we we probably get down with the prayer call about. Seven twenty seven, seven thirty. It starts at six. It starts at seven. Oh, it starts at seven. Yeah. And you've most recently been done around seven thirty. When Mother Joyce on. When Mother Joyce but is on. But now we done by like seven eighteen. Mm. <laughs> Cause she gonna get on. She gonna talk. And then, like, once the we finish, she'll be, Pastor Allen. She has something to say about something that's. <laughs> Of no substance, but it's on her mind. It's on her mind. So I'm she, I miss her. She could never get my name right. <laughs> never. She. <laughs> Cassandra. <laughs> Cassandra, I see you. Mm-hmm. Like Mother Joyce, my name is Cassandra. Cassandra. Okay, okay. Uh, Cassandra, I need you to. <laughs> All right. I gave I gave up that battle early. <laughs> yeah, T. We went to see her while she was in the nursing home probably about a week ago. The last time we saw her. Mm-hmm. And uh, and then she said, "Come on, take a picture," because she wanted to take a picture with everybody. Oh yeah. Every time they came to see her, and uh, and uh, we kept our mask on because you know we're in the nursing home, mm-hmm. we're in the hospital, we're in the hospice. She's like, no, 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 pass. Take, take, take. <laughs> <laughs> Take that mask off. We, we we need to see them lips. I just oh. love. I just love your lips. Oh, no. Oh, uh, no. Tara was like, <laughs> and she just kept going on and on. I was like, okay, Mother Joyce, I'll take the mask off. And, and you blessed that woman by letting her see your lips. <laughs> Crazy, but. Oh. 
Oh man, she they told in January she had seven days. They told her in January she had seven days. Seven days to live. Whew. In January, she was like, "No, I'm gonna see my birthday." And she did. Passed it. Her birthday was January, I mean February seventeenth. She went past her birthday. Almost two months, almost a month past her birthday, and then because she was talking to us like, "Yo." I got appointments all the way through April, so I got to be here for those appointments. <laughs> I got stuff to do. <laughs> for real. Uh, all right, let's get it. You ready? Yes, I'm ready. <clears throat> so, <laughs> you finally brought water down here. Yeah. It's been a I year. Gotta, I got to keep water in me now. They, they, the way they worked me out today, Yeah. I need to hydrate. Jesus, I'm hurting. What did they have you do? So, we just... The warm up kicks my butt right now. <laughs> <laughs> Eight minute warm up. <laughs> warm up, but then um, it was like uh, a partner exercise. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I haven't done CrossFit in two years. Yeah. And so, um, the strength exercise was um, climbing a rope. Mm. And I was like, I can't do this. And I did halfway. Come on. Yeah. Because they give you, they teach you a technique of how to use your feet. Mm-hmm. So you mostly using your legs rather than your arms. Just using your legs to, uh, I mean, your arms to just go up to the next spot. Yeah. And then you pull. And so I was, I, I, I couldn't believe that I remember the technique. And so when I went up, I was like, Oh my God! Let me hear him get down because I'm scared of heights. Okay. Uh, <laughs> so, so we had to do rope climbing. We had to do. Partner exercise, so it was 10. So I, had to start, I did do five. Okay. And, but I didn't do all the rope climbing. They got this thing called uh, King Kong, where you just keep your legs straight and just use your arms to go down. And then just use the arms to pull yourself On the up. rope. On the rope, yeah. Ooh. So we did, had to do 10 of those. We had to do 2,000 meters on the rower. You know mm-hmm. what the rover is? Mm-hmm. Oh, you athlete, you know. So we had to do the er, yeah. The erg. <laughs> had to do 2,000 meters, that, but it's 1,000 meters a piece. And then we had to sled. We had to push that um, 100 meters each, but 500 meters a piece. Mm. And so just down and back two times. And then we had to do the skier. Oh, yep. Yeah, that's I've the worst that. machine. That is I hate that thing. from the devil. And uh, we didn't finish. We had 20, but it was 26 minutes of like nonstop mm. exercising. And we almost made it. We got to about 1,400 on the skier, and we needed to get to 2,000 to complete the full. So you episode. will keep, you have to get to the number that they've set. And so you keep going until you hit that number, and mm-hmm. you can't stop until you hit. Or time. Once or time, time. Once the time hit, you're done. Okay. But I was done after like eight minutes. Yeah, initially, and then <laughs> and so it's it's pretty cool, you know. It's just you know, uh, only part I don't like is everybody know my name. So it's let's go, Marcus. You got this, Marcus, and I'd be like. Leave me alone. I just want to be over here, be fat for a little while. I'm out of breath. I can't breathe. I really don't want to push this sled. I really don't mm-hmm. want to pull this cord no more. But everybody know my name. Good job, Marcus. How, 
they just know your name because you've been there? Or do you have like, do they do it where you like you put your names on your shirt and they, oh, you're just a, you're just a local celebrity? That, you know, I'm a public figure. Um, well, that's one way to put it. Yeah. yeah and then, <laughs> and then, you know, um, when I was first doing it, I was the only black dude there. But it's another black dude there now. What's I gotta, his name, Marcus? I don't know what his name is. So I got to get to know his name. <laughs> and so, <laughs> so that's what I thought initially. And then this time, you know, uh, everybody knew me from, I, so I stopped going in 2021 mm-hmm. because when COVID hit, I kept my membership, kept paying it through, you know, because you know, we still want to support small businesses and right. stuff. So I paid through COVID and then I started running and I was just, I I was running like crazy. Mm-hmm. Again, um, July, 2020, I did like 60 miles in one month. Wow. Yeah. I was, I was doing like three miles a day. Mm. And my knees couldn't take it. Yeah. And so my knee, it was just hurting. Mm-hmm. And I kept going to the doctor just one day. It's like, um, just wear and tear. It's nothing we can do. Yeah. And so that's, and CrossFit is a lot of jumping, mm-hmm. a lot of squats. Yes. A lot of leg exercises. But so I was like, I can't do it. And we got the Peloton at the crib. And so I started riding that. And that just, be, it just can't, became old. I was like, and then I gained weight like a mug. Mm. <laughs> Let me get back to CrossFit. And so started back last week, Friday. Okay. And I think it goes with the sermon, though. Come on, Sacrifice, you know what I mean? It's a, it hurts. And then, like, today, class was at um, 530. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, so I've been up for six hours already. Oh, so... Yeah, I done did more before 9 o'clock than most people do all day. That's what the Army says. Y'all, he been up one day. He out here. Three. <laughs> Excuse me, three days out here trying to be. <laughs> I'm the most accomplished person. But if you don't, you, okay. All right. Give I'm me a couple th- more weeks. Right? You'll see the transformation, you know what I'm saying? I'm on one. Run it. Run it. Okay, put that, write that down. Yeah, no, don't do that because people like. I thought you was gonna be. (laughs) (laughs) Pastor, you don't look no different. (laughs) But I feel different. That's what matters. You wasting your money. You watch Creed three? (laughs) No, don't don't do the face to me. Okay, okay. So here here is my thing when it comes to movies that are like that. I need to see all of them. You never watch one? I've I started with the Rockies like last year. So I watched three Rockies, and then I went to Philly, it's which like was like a hundred cool. Rockies, ain't it? It's four. Four, okay. Well, maybe five. Hmm. I watched three, then I went to Philly, so that was cool. Went up the stairs. Okay. Watched people run those stairs. Why? No one was, like, good at it. That's what the part that got me. <laughs> no one was, like, at the end, like, hands in the air, like, triumphant. They up there, the <gasps> and I was like, you didn't have to do this. <laughs> You didn't have Maybe to do this. Maybe it was just their first or second time. They were just trying to get a routine, but it could be. It could be good. Yeah. There was there was one person, you know, like they were probably for sure a boxer because they had the whole sweat situation mm-hmm. going, and they was because you the the key to it is you can't go fast. Like people are trying to sprint up, and it and what happens is like there's like flat parts, mm-hmm. so it's like you sprint up and then flatten, and it just it just throws off your cadence. Right. So you got to have your steady beat. But, you know, that's just me, you know, observing. (laughs) 
So I need to finish the Rockies, which I will commend Sylvester and like they literally pick up where the last one left off. Mm-hmm. So I really like that continuity. And so, yes. And so I just need to watch the Creeds, the first two, before I can watch. Okay, cool. It that's on. Um, it's my it's on my recent list of movies to watch. I like to find a day during the week where I just like watch a movie. Good. That's all I want to do. I, like, I just want to watch a movie. Gotta have that Sabbath. Yes, yes, and keep it holy. And keep yeah. it holy. Welcome, everyone. We are here for another episode of MTZ Overflow. I'm your host, Cassandra Thorpe, and I'm here with our Reverend Dr. Marcus Allen. What up, what up? Uh, he's going to be in the CrossFit Games. Look for him, 2024. Never. Never. Um, he'll have a wonderful story. You know, you're going to see him lift and pull and push all these wonderful things. <laughs> be a true athlete, as they say. Uh, those people are on totally another level. That could be you. Don't discredit. Y'all, he blocking his blessing right now. I'm trying to speak life into him and look at him. Mm. What? Amen. <laughs> Baby steps. Mm-hmm. But they are. Those are our sermons. They are committed to their craft, and it's, it's crazy. But we are here uh, as we are continuing our uh, sermon series for 2023, which is Live. We are in March, and what remind me? What's the focus for March again? Uh, live after the sacrifice. Live. Oh, yep. That's a t- oh. The title of the sermon is also the intro. Okay, I'm on it. Yeah, it's the sermon series for the month. Yeah, that's on me, y'all. That's on me. <laughs> uh, so the focus in March is to live after the sacrifice, uh, which is the title of today or of the sermon that we are going to cover today, and we are looking at Philemon, Philip, Philippians, Philippians. There you go. That's on me. It just says P H I L, and I'm like, <laughs> "There's a Philemon." Let's let's. That is true. So we, we'll uh, take you to a Bible class, okay? Uh, okay. I'll get you right. Give me right. Yeah, Give me right. Show you the acronyms. And so what? Would, time out. What would be Philemon? Then what would the abbreviation for Philemon be? I think is F P H L. Oh, so no I. No I. Ghetto. Anyway, so this is. I think <laughs> that's the abbreviation, but. Um, because yeah. I okay okay, now I know. So we're in Philippians chapter two, yeah. six through eleven. Tell what's going on. This is this is Paul. Yeah, he's writing to the church at Philippi. There you go. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I be listening. Uh, so. <laughs> So we're in the second chapter, so he's so Paul's got got some stuff that he wants to say. So talk to us about about where we are uh, in the text and history and culture. Yeah. So the purpose of starting with this is Paul is explaining. I want to say the the worth of humanity to to God mm-hmm. uh, by the sacrifice of Jesus Christ. And so he's just trying to remind or educate or inform the church in Philippi on how much it costs Christ to die on the cross for our sins. Hmm. And so looking at this whole passage of scripture, um, I was just looking at how do we look at sacrifice? Mm hmm. And then also seeing within the text, there is a benefit um, to that sacrifice. Hmm. 
and, and so um, that's that was the goal of the sermon. And so there's just you no know, Paul. Some I think he's in prison at this time, and he's writing this letter mm-hmm. um, because of the work that he continues to do after he, he was converted, being a missionary, going around to all these different missionary trips, starting churches, establishing churches, and mm-hmm. things like that. And so. That's where he had in the church of Philippi. Hmm. Okay. So we're establishing churches. Um, and even with establishing churches, there is a sacrifice that comes with it, right? Mm-hmm. Land, finances, resources, things like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but in this sermon, more so focuses on the sacrifice itself, what we have to give up in order to gain right. the things that we desire that are promised to us. Uh, you were definitely, <laughs> I'm not going to say you were coming for people, but you were making them aware that you were speaking to them in a directly indirect way uh, that I think is important to notice or identify because I think we're all kind of, we've been in some sort of decision of sacrifice mm-hmm. before. You know, it's uh, it's March we're still in the first quarter of the year. We're in the third month. There were sacrifices that people made in January at the beginning of the year that no, they no longer maybe value as a true mm-hmm. sacrifice. Um, and there may be some sacrifices that have picked up. And you, you make the the note of you know health, fitness, finances, and sometimes with the fitness piece like that's too much like you shared earlier about how you continued to pay your membership to the crossfit gym do you want to plug them yeah big dang crossfit big dang crossfit yeah, on, on, uh, right on the south side right over here behind uh on the cadillac dealerships and things like that big okay. dang crossfit yeah and my people are barrett and his wife excellent oh it's, mm-hmm. uh, it's run by family that's mm-hmm. it's beautiful so you continued to pay your membership to uh Big Dane CrossFit, and I'm, there are people who are listening and thinking, what, how dare, why would he do that? Okay. You need to save your money. We're in a pandemic. We don't know when we're going to get out, but understanding how that sacrifice continues to pay off for you because now they know who you are. As much as you don't like it, <laughs> that's a community that you have. Right, good people. Uh, and uh, you're able to to grow in that space, and that's all they want for you. They just want growth, you to meet mm-hmm. your goals. Right. It's all positive for sure in that space. Um, but the the term sacrifice, I think, comes a lot. We will say that's too much, but too much isn't a measurable thing. Mm. So there's no like number that's that's to it. Um, you know, whoo. You wake up at five thirty, like, or you wake up early. That's too much. Mm-hmm. Well, what's too much about it? Right. What is the? It, there's, is it the early part? Is it the activity part? Is it the commitment part? Like, what is the thing that is too much for you? And you have to do some reflection. To me, it feels like that person needs to do some reflecting on why they feel that that is too much and why they need to put that on me. Right. Who 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 were who were the people you were suggesting I was coming for? Those that refused to sacrifice. Yo, <laughs> I was I was thinking about this, and you know, and I put it Me. in the sermon. Me, oh, it was you. Okay, 
I am the people. <laughs> I was uh, thinking about, yo, this word sacrifice is just one that has, I believe, less meaning in culture today. Mm. Um, because you're like, yo, if it's too hard, quit. And I and I've seen that amongst this generation of young adults. Um, no shade. I'm not trying to comment nobody, but but I've seen it. You know, it's it's just so obvious in some aspects. Like, um, I couldn't do it because life happened. Mm-hmm. Yo, life will not stop happening at all. Um, well, this is not the right time. There would never be the right time. Mm-hmm. Um, to do things, you got to be willing to make that sacrifice in that moment in order to achieve what you're desiring. Mm-hmm. And if you fail to make that sacrifice, you'll keep kicking the can down the road mm. next week. You know, <laughs> for me, you know, you know, uh, I went to CrossFit last week, Friday, because I kept telling my wife, I'm going back to co- CrossFit next week (laughs) (laughs) and every week next week next Mm -hmm. week you know what i'm saying because i knew the cost Mm. i knew the the pain that i would endure uh but i also remember how my body felt and how my body looked because of that sacrifice and too often even today like i said that that word sacrifice is limited uh, because people are like, nah, uh, if it's too much, quit. If it get hard, too difficult, let it go. And, you know, something that I'm big on is mental health. Mm-hmm. And so people are like, I got to get my me time. Mm. I got to protect my peace. Um, all these things that focus on, on yourself. And, and, and sometimes because of that, people just fail to commit to something that's difficult. Mm-hmm. Because it, it may be difficult now, but if you keep at it, it yeah. becomes a routine and normal to your situation. Now, I'm not telling no one to go out there and do extreme things that's beyond their capabilities mentally, physically, spiritually, yeah. and otherwise. But I am saying, don't just quit because it get hard. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, 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 and the sermon reflects that, that if you stick through difficult circumstances there's a reward for you to be able to live or have life Mm -hmm. after the sacrifice because oftentimes we just see what's required and we don't want to go and because of what's the requirements we give up before we ever attempt to go through Mm -hmm. and so i believe oftentimes that is the reason why god sometimes do not tell us what happens in the middle Mm. He just tells us where to go and what we'll get from going. Mm-hmm. He said, go get the job and you have a possibility of retiring from that job. But what happens in the middle? Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, or he tells us, to you know, uh, go to school. You'll get the degree from going to school. But what happens when I want to quit going to school when this Ph.D. is kicking my butt? Uh, mm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> and so, <laughs> And so, um, so sometimes he just, he just say go and, yeah. and we agree to go, but we don't ask about the middle. Mm-hmm. And when we get in the middle, that's when we really need to know how to depend on God. Yeah. Um, 
it's it's sacrifice is something that we live by day and day mm-hmm. and what we commit ourselves to doing uh, for the betterment of us and for so- someone else yeah the the middle is uh it's difficult to be there because mm-hmm. we want steps i want to know what i'm about to walk into so i can prepare mm-hmm. uh, but that's where <coughs> god tells us to walk by faith and not by sight come on here and be Look in that you know bible <laughs> <laughs> i'm gonna look something up Uh, So our question is, how can I live after the sacrifice? Mm -hmm. And you, the first point is the first thing we see. Oh, that's not it. Yeah, Yeah, it is. Well, um, that you must have uh, a made up mind. Right. Uh, And I think that gets to that point of where, uh, what is it? What does they say? I must see it through, my boy. (laughs) Where you see see it through. Sure. Uh, where you just you know what you need to do to be like on the other side, um, and and it comes with the attitude. Mm-hmm. So whatever kind of comes, you just like okay, I'm gonna do it. So, for example, last night, uh, for those that are new, I am pursuing my PhD, mm-hmm. and these classes as Pastor said are kicking my butt. You got it. <laughs> so last night I was preparing for a presentation that I have today. And I'm writing my notes, and then all of a sudden, you know, my iPad just it closed out of the my note taking app. It happens as technology stuff like that happens. Cool. I go back in, the notes that I have been writing for the past thirty minutes were gone. I was like, I don't even know where they were. Didn't save. Mm-mm. So I was like, okay. So in that moment, I had two choices. Well, three. One was destructive, so I removed that one. Amen. <laughs> uh, the other option was going to bed and deal with it in the morning. The other one was, okay, this was a choice, or this happened. I just, I'll just rewrite the notes that I just wrote, mm-hmm. and then I'll go to bed. So I wrote back. So I spent the next thirty minutes rewriting notes that I had just written from the past thirty minutes to get to that end point, and then I went to sleep. That was a really tough choice mm-hmm. to stay in it and not flip out and freak out about this is terrible. Email my professor. I can't do it. You know, I, I chose not to do that. Um, but this that's where that's where I think to your point of like where sacrifice shows up and we're quick to quit. Right. As I, I, I need this. I, I wanted this. I chose this. Right. I have to. See it through. See it through, my boy. And so, yeah, so we we look at the text, and um, I think Jesus is the perfect example of that, seeing it through. Uh, but Paul initially, he opens it up, was like, yo, let this mind be in you that was also in Christ Jesus. Mm-hmm. And so uh, and then he began to f- define the mind of Jesus as he came to earth. Jesus, who being in the form of God, did not consider it a robbery to be equal to God, but he made himself mm-hmm. of no reputation, right? And mm-hmm. made himself of no reputation, taking on a bond servant and coming in the likeness of men. 
the mentality. We'll never truly understand the mentality of God in this moment or uh, or Jesus in this moment when it was time for him to come to earth for the sake of the sins of humanity. Mm-hmm. We'll never under I don't think we could never comprehend something like that intellectually, theologically, whichever way we look at it. Uh, and so his mind was set on becoming less than what he was already. Hmm. He says he was in the form of God, but he didn't think it robbery to come in the form of man. Mm-hmm. So he, he, he was, he made himself of no reputation. Yo, Jesus came to earth as God in the flesh, but he's not born in the palace. Mm-hmm. He's not even born in a temple. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he, they, they are refused a suitable place of birth, mm. even in the living room of a home, yeah, or a bathroom. Mm-hmm. In the tub and something, you know, just using imagination. He he's rejected that. He's born where animals live, mm-hmm. literal animals. He's born in in a barn and laid in a feeding trough. And we often look at that scene, that nativity scene, and it's it's wonderful, mm-hmm. uh, clean. Yep. A uh, pretty scene with the star of David shining yeah. over this Christ when in all actuality, this was not a prepared place for birth. So I'm suspecting that things were not in order. Yeah. Right. And that that feeding trough was probably the first thing they saw that was suitable to lay God in. Mm-hmm. What? Mm. Barn and trough that suggested it was normally placed under, uh, on on the ground or under the ground where it normally don't receive any any sunlight. It's normally a dark, damp, dirty, mold, nasty, stinking place that Jesus, as a baby, is laid in a manger. He makes himself low. He mm. brings himself down, and and I, I believe that's one reason, uh, or the main reason. I think I'm skipping ahead, but that's one of the main reasons I'm a Christian, because when I look at Christianity, the God that we serve did not make us come to Him. He's come to us, mm-hmm. right? No matter how many prayers we pray, no matter how much Bible we know. Uh, no matter how holy or righteous we think we may live, none of that can help us get to God. Mm -hmm. Because God has come to us. Feel what I mean? Mm -hmm. And I think, I think that's, that's the uniqueness of Christianity that our, that our faith, our belief is that um, he came down and and it's held in the Bible. Genesis one, at least Genesis uh, three, when God makes man and woman and, and woman go eat from the tree because she's curious. And then she takes the fruit and give it to her husband. 
I ain't gonna say nothing what? about women. No, this nah. Women History Month. Yeah, that's uh. right. But say say what you gotta say. Don't worry. I got femininity to back me up. <laughs> so she takes <laughs> she takes the fruit, you know, and she's deceived by the serpent. And God's words of Genesis two eighteen come to life when He suggests it's not good for man or woman, humanity, to be alone. Mm-hmm. And and it's not until um, Eve comes on the scene that creation is completed. That's right. And when creation is completed, then the serpent comes and he finds this woman alone. And she, and since she's alone, she was deceived by the serpent and she eats from the tree because of curiosity. You feel what I'm mm-hmm. saying? And takes fruit from the tree and brings it to her husband who should have been with her. Yes. You feel what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And I do not believe that she seduced, enticed, or manipulated or deceived Adam to eat the fruit. Mm-hmm. I believe Adam was careless mm-hmm. because he should have noticed that fruit does not look like the rest of them. Mm-hmm. Right. And he should have noticed or asked the question, girl, where you get this from? <laughs> yeah, that's a good question. But he fails to do that. Mm-hmm. He's careless. And he takes the fruit and he eats and sin enters the world because of a disobedience of Adam. Mm-hmm. Right. The curiosity of Eve and the carelessness of Adam allows sin to enter the world. And 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 then they notice that they're naked and they attempt to clothe themselves. And the Bible never states that God made them come to him. The Bible states God went looking for them. Say that again. The Bible does not state that God made Adam and Eve attempt to come to him after they had sinned. But Mm. the Bible says God goes looking for them. Okay. And asks the question, Adam, where are you? Mm -hmm. You feel what I mean? Yep. And so that, that's the, that alone, that, that narrative in Genesis three is one that draws me into wanting to know what type of God in which we really serve. It speaks to the loving, caring, uh, the the righteousness of God, uh, the requirements of God, what he wants from us. But it also shows when we mess up, he does not force us to do something and attempt to get to his level. He comes down to our level. Mm-hmm. Similar when a child mess up or does something wrong, you do not destroy that child. You teach them the better way of it. You go to them and hopefully you get on their level where they can understand what you're mm-hmm. trying to teach them that they will not fall into it again. And that is what God does for us. And then we also see this in John chapter one. The Bible says in the beginning was the word and the word was God and mm-hmm. the word was with God. And then the word became flesh. What happens is God comes from heaven down yeah. to us. He does not make us attempt to come up to him mm-hmm. with I'm talking about when it comes when, and, and uh, when talk about standards and uh, rules and regulation. He does not make us come to him. He comes down to us in the form of a man, which is Jesus Christ, to die for our sins mm-hmm. and give us grace that we have do not have to live under the statutes of the law. Mm-hmm. But that does not give us the right to sin recklessly mm-hmm. amen and so that's that's just looking look that that's the reason why i'm a christian that's my mm-hmm. main reason now, everyone else may have something different but for me 
looking at God being this great being um, and still able to find little old me and be concerned about my well-being and my life that he'll be willing to send Jesus for me. And so that's the type of mind that God has. And, and Paul telling the church in Philippi, let this mind be in you, which is also in Christ Jesus, be mean, being willing, willing to go as far as you need to go for the sake of the Father. Mm. Yeah. Again, that's a that's a that's a big sacrifice, and <clears throat> and and knowing the in between, right? Like. Mm-hmm just thinking of how you just broke down the story of Adam and Eve with uh, the serpent. Like those are details that we don't, we don't think about. Mm-hmm. Um, I will say growing up the manger, Adam and Eve, even the cross is very romanticized right. in the sense of what doesn't talk about the, like the dirty, the gross, the, the negative that comes from it, I think it comes from, this is just me, but I think it comes from not wanting to scare people away mm-hmm. with the text. But you have to you have to tell people what it is and what's going on. And, you know, the what is it? Uh, what's the name? Or the Christmas song where it's like, Away in a manger, That's no the name cripple. Is that the name of it? The little Jesus lay down. Like, lullaby (laughs) (laughs) of Jesus being in this, like, dirty, grimy, moldy, wet, cold, dark place Mm -hmm. is this uplifting song to make you feel happy. Like, I, I guess I understand the intention of, like, this is our savior and he's here. But no matter where you are in your finances, you have, you're coming into the world better than that. Right. Um, so, so the perspective on how we present scripture and present texts is, is pretty important and recognizing, I mean, if you want, I'm not telling you how to preach, but, you could do a sermon on the perspective of each person on the manger, on the birth of Jesus. You could do the from the cows and the pigs. Right. The innkeeper, Joseph, Mary. Yeah, we have to start about October, November. Yeah, put to that get all the way through Christmas. Put that in your notes. Um <laughs> next year I'm already got sermon series. Wow. That way. Um run it. um so that's that always is as i've as i continue to grow in my faith and do my own um study that's those are always things that i'm like "Hmm." well that's that's not how it is presented and and i think people may live in that space of like well jesus is this amazing and wonderful and awesome person and i can never meet him the gap is so Mm -hmm. big that the details make it make him more relatable and i think we need to do a better job um in sharing those details that's what's up um of jesus uh yes uh i did like during the sermon or oh, cuz i want to make this and then we'll move on to the next point where you use your hermeneutic imagination <laughs> and i was like oh look at him go 
And I was like, yeah, you got God and Jesus is sitting at a little <laughs> cafe. People walk, who, 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 who do we get? People walking by, right. you know. Um, <laughs> I'm going to say this because I wanted to. But you didn't mention any women and who could have gone to save the world. That's all I'm saying. Is it because they didn't have issues and, G- and God needed to use someone who had challenges? Because that's, that's what I think. Okay. No, it's, it's biblical. <laughs> Okay. Genesis three fifteen. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, I I don't know. Yeah. So the Bible says, "And the seed, the seed of the woman will crush the head of the serpent." And and so, um, that's why I just looked at Jesus as no, because you know he was a man that came, and so that's why I was just looking. At, okay. No, the Bible is written from just, a masculine point of view. I'm just, I have to. Like, I just, so I, don't, I understand your <laughs> feminist ne- needly femininity, femininity, <laughs> womanist theological <laughs> perspective of who God is, and I stand and I support all yeah. of that. And, and uh, so, if we, maybe one day. If God is for everyone and represents everyone, we all need to see ourselves in him. Okay. And sometimes we have to make really direct, strong, and maybe wiggly lines to get there. Right. Which uh, I had called Rahab. Yeah, call her up. See what she up to. Like, <laughs> could have used Rahab, but Rahab probably would have started back prostituting. I mean, if, if David's an option, why can't Rahab? I said it. I said it. <laughs> I said it. Now, he's another like, one. He's another one. Should use who, who else? Bathsheba? No. No, you just call some names. I got you. No, I feel it. I'm trying to think of the women in the Bible. Esther. Mm-hmm. But Esther was, you know, she was tight. She had it together. Deborah, she was tight. She had it together. That's what I'm. That's what I'm saying. Like you didn't choose the women because they had it together. <laughs> Oh, that's that's the case you're arguing. We got it together, ladies and the men. Amen. And they need us because I I know you Since heard the him say. Of time. Hello, hello, somebody. Even though you all were curious, we stay curious. Thanks to Eve. Thank you, Eve. <laughs> <laughs> Don't put this on her. <laughs> I did not. I did not put it on her at all. I did not. It's all on Adam, but um, yeah, stay stay curious. Um, you know, we do, we just kind of want to know. We're explore. Uh, you know, if we're gonna bring life, we want to know what else is going on. So we're gonna ask the questions. Gotcha. Present the information. Anyway, so moving on uh, to your next point, where um, we talk about having the mind made up in the first point, but also being mission minded. Yeah. Um, that's so integral in what the sacrifice is. So we we did the Daniel fast at the beginning of the year mm-hmm. as a church, and I shared this earlier, but um, I had I wasn't going to do the fast if I didn't have a mission for why I was doing it. Mm-hmm. It it didn't make sense. I'm not going to get out of it what I need to if I don't have a goal. If I don't have the things that I need to ask God for to show me through this fast. And I think even with fast sometimes, cause we're in Lent, 
right now. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, it's Lent, so I got to fast. But for what? Right. Like, it's more of, it becomes more of a religious practice than a personal um, discipline. Discipline, thank you. And so the this year, I really looked at it. I was like, okay, what is the mission? If I'm gonna fast, what what am I? What do I want God to reveal? What do I want Him to show? What are conversations I need to have, or a mindset shift that I need to make? And um, I was like, I need to do something different because I remember I knew if I did the Daniel fast, I'd be more focused on the food and making sure I'm eating, paying attention to the right food. And I was like, that's not. I don't need to pay attention to that part. I need to be more focused on where God can show up. So just fast differently. So intermittent fasting is where I'm at. And I've continued it. And God's been showing me things. And he's been, I've been having conversations. Um, Things have been showing up. Um, Things have been removed. Things have been added. And I'm just continuing to walk in that until it feels complete. And I think that's a piece about it too, right? Like, no, there's not. It, I feel things moving, and I know a decision will need to be made at a date that I have thought about. God may have a different day. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, but I know that those are things that, like, that's the mission. And I think sometimes we get lost because, like, it, if it gets hard, we quit. So bump the mission. I'll mm-hmm. do it another way. Yeah, it's, um, when it comes to fasting, you know, that's why I often say, do what's at your level mm. because food may not be something that crave or yeah something that causes you to, to be dependent upon God to help you to fulfill that craving. Yeah. And so uh, that's why I often say remove something that will cause you to crave God more than that thing. And then so we, you know, I think the fasting, Daniel fast and all that stuff is like a base for a mm. fast. Mm-hmm. Um, and so um, when you commit yourself to something, you have to be mission minded. The mind, your mind is only on the mission. Yeah. And that's that's what we see in Jesus. And and this, I would say, is beneficial uh, and it's sometimes dangerous. Mm. Um I would say it's beneficial because you stay locked in. You have tunnel vision on what you need to get done, mm-hmm. uh, what you're doing, and you just need to make sure it happens. Mm-hmm. But it also can be detrimental be when the mission becomes everything, mm-hmm. right? That you get so caught up in doing, you forget about being. Yeah. And so I think for for me, when I was in the Army, our motto was mission first, mm-hmm. which means nothing comes before the mission. Hmm. And I believe the army was literally a part of that mindset. Like, mm-hmm. yo, I don't care what your family has going on. I don't care what your friends are doing. I don't fr- care what's going on in the outside world. This mission comes first. Hmm. And I think that has really played with my mental hmm. Over the years, because you've worked with me. I have. And you understand I still live sort of to <laughs> that model. Yes. Uh, that I, I, I've been really ch- trying to calm down a little bit. 
um, and and working with you young adults is have helped me to give more grace than what I would normally give. Yeah, because sometimes I'm not thinking about you. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking about the mission. Yeah, and with that, even in my book, side note, um, what's the name? I got what's next. The name of the book? There it is. Yeah, I talk about how I had become so committed to the mission that I forget about the people Mm. and the people become equipment Mm -mm. rather than living beings. And so I think that's for us. Sometimes that can be detrimental to us that we just, the mission becomes everything. Yeah. But we see with Jesus, he didn't allow them. He was mission minded, but the mission didn't become everything because if that was the case, he would have came lived a couple of years, became an adult, lived, and just died Mm -hmm. by himself. But he surrounded himself with other people. He had 12 disciples. He had, I would say, hundreds of disciples. Yeah. 12 that were close to him. Mm -hmm. And three that was a part of his inner circle. You feel what I'm saying? Yeah. And so the impact he's having on other people's lives in this three and a half years he's committed to ministry is not him just being mission minded, that everything around him becomes a part of the mission. Yeah. But he's mission minded that he understand that I have to entrench and be involved with the lives of these people. And then I'm also going to stick to the mission that God has sent me here for. Yeah. And, and, and I, and I can, I can see that now just in this moment, just speaking, you know, how, how I, I know, I know, I know me and I'm on, let's get this done mm-hmm. and we need to get it done now. Um, and, and sometimes it just don't roll like that. Mm-hmm. And that increases my anxiety. You feel? Yeah. You understand? I do. It increases my anxiety. It causes me, you know, to be like angry and upset. Mm-hmm. And then, but, you know, thank God for Miss Tara. She calms me down. Uh, but sometimes she says stuff I just don't want to hear, but it's beneficial. Mm-hmm. Um, Jesus came. He was mission minded. Um, he humbled himself. And he was obedient. He was obedient to the point of death, Mm -hmm. but also the death of the cross. Mm. He was mission-minded. He thought about us. He understood the situation that he was in. He understood that he was going to have to die. He could have died of old age. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. You, You know what I'm saying? Or some type of sickness. He could have even died at the hand of a spear or a sword, but he dies the death of a cross, the most horrible death at this time, mm-hmm. uh, where he hangs or he is hung on the cross, and which was suited for the lowest class of a citizen. Which I was surprised about that. Like, one, that there's levels of who gets what type of death. Right. But then that that, is for the lowest member of society. That's so interesting. I thought it because I thought it was based off of the level of crime that you committed. Right. And probably <laughs> so, you know, and you look at it, you know, as we do today, 
executions mm. with the electric chair or with shots and stuff that, that they give these men or women for the level of crime that they have committed mm-hmm. depending on what state you live in. Mm-hmm. And so um this is this he chooses to die one of the worst death mm-hmm. publicly. He didn't go in a corner and just ball up and die. He hung on the cross where probably thousands of people saw him mm. and mocked him and looked at him as he was not the Christ or the Messiah, which some Jews still do not believe that he was today mm-hmm. because of the manner in which he died. Mm. Mm-hmm. He does not die as a champion. Nope. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. He does not die fighting a war. He dies as a criminal that was executed by the state. Mm. Mm. He was obedient mm. to this most gruesome death that humans can ever experience uh, hanging on the cross and you know, on the cross. Sometimes they hung there for days and the animals, the vultures would come and eat their skin the cross they would nail not their hands per se but right beneath the hand in the wrist and mm-hmm. nail that because it, it held on a little tighter riveted his feet with spikes they put crown of thorns on his head they had already beat him and forced him to carry the cross up the hill and his back is torn mm. um, they didn't punch him in the face um, his, you know, he's beaten beyond recognition face is bloody Hanging on the cross, suffering from thirst. He said, I'm thirsty. Mm-hmm. Um, suffocating. Um, suggest that um, when they up there, they put you in a way where you're bent over. And so he's bent over in such a way that he can't you know, get air in his lungs. And so when he pushed to stand up or straighten himself up, it rips his feet. When he comes and hangs back down, it rips his arms. Mm. What? Mm. <laughs> the gruesome, like you're talking about the details. Yeah. Um, the scene is, is, is not one that's of beauty or a glorious death. It's horrible. Mm-hmm. It's an execution. It's a murder scene where Jesus dies and he's, he's so mission minded that he's willing to go through this for the sake of humanity. Yeah. So he's obedient even to the point of death. That's enough, right? Yeah. I'm going to die for you. But not only I'm going to die for you, but I'm going to die for you on the cross. Yeah. Mm. Oh, oh, Jesus. Oh, <laughs> so, so Jesus knew his, that was his mission for life. Mm-hmm. So he knew his life mission, his purpose. He fulfilled that. Um, but for us, now where maybe we don't know what our life mission is or we're trying this sacrifice thing what what a what would be it uh oh come on Cassandra, get your words get it um what would be a, a first step or like an entry point how do we create as they say small wins in this sacrifice mission minded yeah you know uh People often say, all right, what is my purpose and all that? And people read books of knowing 10 steps to know your purpose. Or Romans 12 and 1 and 2 puts it together. I beseech you, therefore, brethren, 
that you present yourself as, as a, a living, living sacrifice. sacrifice. <laughs> mm. Right there in the text. Holy and acceptable <laughs> unto God, which is your reasonable servant service. Then it says, be not conformed to this world, but be, be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may be able to prove that good and perfect will of God. That's how you discover your purpose by being a sacrifice. I know for sure where I am today is because I sacrificed some things when I was a teenager. Mm. Or I sacrificed some things in my 20s that has allowed me to be the man that I am today. Um, I don't have the normal testimony of people. I was lost, but now I'm fine. Mm -hmm. Blind, but now I see. I was baptized at 8, preaching at 13, licensed at 14, ordained at 23, pastoring at 29, Doctor's degree at thirty five. Sheesh. You you, you, you feel yeah. what I'm, you feel what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Uh, because because I, I believe in because of my intentionality of always suggesting to myself, will God be pleased with what I'm doing? Mm-hmm. No matter what state I find I have myself in. Now I've been saved all my life, but I ain't always been right. So mm-hmm. no, hopefully nobody don't look at me that way. I've had some ups and downs, right? Mm-hmm. Um, had no. Tara don't like me talking about it, but I felt like the prodigal son. Mm-hmm. I was in a far country. Yeah. Germany. <laughs> Specifically. <laughs> Germany to be exact. <laughs> a far country. <laughs> and no one knew me as Reverend Marcus Alpha. <laughs> you feel what I'm saying? But the intentionality mm-hmm. to live in such a way of making the proper choices, of of sacrificing what was in front of me. And looking towards what I desired has helped me be who I am today Mm -hmm. and be able to experience the favor of God. I believe favor of God at levels that others may have never experienced before because of choices or decisions they make Mm. that 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 they did not sacrifice the the ways of the world or the ways of life. Normal things. And so I just can speak to that for myself. And I'm not saying I'm better than anyone else. I don't. I, I do say I am God's favorite. Um, and so you can take that up with God, not me. Don't be mad at me about that. But I am God's favorite. <laughs> <laughs> Why are you looking at me like that, CT? I'm just, you know. <laughs> you you say it in a way it's like I'm God's favorite. Don't come don't at me though, but I'm God's favorite. Like you wanna fight. It's almost like that's what you want. <laughs> it's not. It, I'm just stating my claim. Uh-huh. You know, I'm God's favorite and, and I believe that. I believe that based off um my commitment unto God. Mm-hmm. You feel what I'm saying? And so it leaves me with the testimony. Um, that I've discovered many years ago, um, but I, mostly when I started pastoring, mm. God always take care of me. Mm. And that's from going to church meetings <laughs> and dealing with black folk. You feel what I'm saying? <laughs> that <laughs> that was always threatened with some mm. repercussion or something um, that can hinder me being a man and being able to provide for my family. I just want to leave everyone with that. You know, understand that if you in tune with God and connect with God, you it leaves you with that testimony. God always take care of me. Mm-hmm. 
And if that's if you have that testimony for sure, you know that you've done some things that are pleasing in the eyesight of God that makes you testify like the old preacher. Where I am, he brought me. Yeah. What I know, he taught me. What I have, he gave it to me. Who I am, he made me. Mm-hmm. And that's my testimony. Hmm. Hmm. That's great. So that leads to the third point of meaningful elevation. So we didn't get to this point, bonus content. Um, but I think not, but you did, you, you touched on it. So you talked about, uh, how you were trying to get promoted in the army. Right. And, uh, your colleague told you about this, the scripture about how, uh, promotion doesn't come from the East or West. It comes from above, Uh, And I just wanted to let you know that that spoke to me as Mm -hmm. like where I am in my profession and just thinking about what's next, what's what's going to happen. And promotion may not come from this place or that place. God will put me in the position to elevate me when it is my time to be elevated. So it's a. Right. Uh, so I appreciated that. Yeah. So you look at the sacrifice Jesus gets gives, right? He makes himself Lord than God. He empties, emptied himself out. He becomes man. He's um, he's um, uh, obedient. He's humble. Mm-hmm. And because of that, God says, and at the name of Jesus. Yeah. That's the elevation. <laughs> the that's that's the elevation right god elevates him and and so oftentimes when we go through the sacrifice we're looking for promotion and sometimes that promotion is not sustainable Mm. right uh it's not meaningful or it's something that we feel as if oh i could have did without this Mm -hmm. i gave up all of this to be here and this is the result of my sacrifice. But with God, we see with Jesus, meaningful promotion. Mm. And so uh, that story came to me on the spot while I was in the pulpit. Loved it. Love it. Uh, and, and I was, like I said, I was in Afghanistan, in Afghanistan trucking, trying to get promoted. Um, and because of my MOS, and that's your uh, military occupation service, uh, that job, uh, it's so many of us, so they're not trying to promote a lot of people, so they make the standard high. Mm. So the standard to get promoted is 798 points out of 800 points. And so I'm, I'm back at the top. I gave up. Yeah. <laughs> I made up my mind. I gave up. And so, and, and, and my role was I was a fueler. I was responsible for refueling ground and aircraft vehicles, mm-hmm. responsible for oil, oil and lubricants and things like that. It don't take much mm-hmm. to do that job. But because there's so many people in that job, majority African Americans, in hmm. that job, the level of promotion is high because they don't want that many people at the high end. And and the standard is if you're not promoted at a certain rank in a certain amount of years, you have to get out of the army. Hmm. Huh. But to be an infantryman, to do PT, physical training all day, and shoot your weapon all day, you want to get promoted is 450 for E5 and 550 for E6. And E6 is what I was trying to get. Mm-hmm. And Or even to be like a computer analyst or Intel their points levels are low because not many people in that field and they need them to be 
in the military because they need them people more. You feel what I mean? Hmm. Another topic for another day. <laughs> so I had to get 790 points, 98 points. So that means I had to be the best at the board. And when you go to the board, they ask you multiple questions. And so you need to get 150 points from that. I had to be, I had to have at least an associate's degree mm-hmm. to pump fuel. Hmm. Hmm. Okay. Uh, I had to have um, multiple awards. So, you know, if you ever see a person, they have the stack on the, oh, uh, mm-hmm. over their nameplate, and it tells the Army Accommodation, uh, have good conduct awards, have uh, Army Achievement, Bronze Star. I do have a Bronze Star medal. Go ahead. Uh, <laughs> uh, MSM was a Merit of Service, something like that. I forget most of it. So I had to have a lot of awards. I had to be perfect at the board. I have to shoot my rifle perfect. I got to get a perfect score. I got to score at least 38 out of 40. And I must be in the best physical shape to max out everything on my physical fitness test in order to get promoted to E6 as a fueler. Mm. And so you would see those of us that were in that field that really want to be promoted we were often probably the best soldiers in the army mm. because we committed ourselves to learning all about army history. So mm-hmm. the, the army leadership schools, we had to go to all them, all the army trainings we had to go to because we needed points mm. to get promoted. So we'll have more of that than anybody else because we needed to get promoted. And so I had did everything. Everything was locked in um, and committed myself that year. I'm talking about, Working out twice a day, you know, I had nothing else to do. Work out, go to uh, finish my schoolwork, go to work, do my job. Working from six p.m. to six a.m. every day for a whole fifteen months. Whew. So my body was ready. I was locked and low, ready to go, um, because that's all I did. And so at the end, I said, "Yo, I just need to go to the promotion board." I had scored a one forty initially. But I needed a 150. If I got a 150, I got promoted. Mm. And they won't let me go to the board. I was mad. They wouldn't even let you go to the board? They won't let me go because it was the end, it was the last board. And let me say another thing since we're here. Um, okay. I was uh excuse me. You can edit this, right? No. I was <laughs> <laughs> you took a personal <laughs> call. <laughs> I was uh I was already upset because during this time they gave other people battlefield promotions, hmm. which means um, they didn't have to go to the board. They didn't need any points because of their work. They promoted them. I was an E5 running the gate. I was the sergeant of the guard at E5. That's a sergeant. Everybody else, everybody. <laughs> Everyone else was at least E6, E7. Mm. So we were responsible for protecting 18,000 soldiers, sailors, Marines, and contractors through the entry control gate. I was the lowest ranking one. Hmm. And they didn't put me in for a battlefield promotion. Hmm. I was heated, right? Yeah. I said, cool. I did all the work. Just let me go to the board. Mm-hmm. And when it came for me to go to the board, they wouldn't let me go. 
they probably knew that if you went to the board, they would have to promote you. Yeah, and they that's, didn't want a, that's, to. that's all they needed. That's mm-hmm. all I needed. I go to the board, I get promoted. I make staff sergeant. I get promoted. That's all I needed was 150 point, 50 points in the board. I get promoted. And then a soldier, not even a colleague, a soldier of mine, someone of lower enlisted that I was over. And mm. he was like, he knew I was Christian. You know, um, he said, he quoted Psalm 75 and 6. Psalm 75, 6 and 7. All right. Promotion does not come from the east and the west. And that was my first time ever hearing that scripture. You know, when you read the Bible, sometimes you don't retain everything. Yeah. I read through the Bible several times. But he was like, hey, promotion does not come from the east and the west. It comes from above. I was like, man, shut up. Right. I'm not trying to hear that. Right <laughs> I ain't now. trying to hear that at all. <laughs> I was arguing with my, uh, at least I was <laughs> mad at my superior. I was angry with them. They knew I was mad. Um, And I left that place. And I went to Fort Lee, Virginia. And I got to Fort Lee, Virginia. I had uh, did everything again. I'm locked in. I'm ready to go. And all I needed to go was to go to the board they set it up for me to go to the board and um while i'm at the board during the board meeting it's four senior non-commissioned officers and one uh sorry major which is the highest non-commissioned officer and um right before i go in i call my wife say hey t Go look downstairs in my fi- my uh, binder. I need the answer to this question because the, that's what the board is. They look at your mm-hmm. records and then they ask you a lot of military history questions. I need the answer to this question. And she was like, um, I didn't want to call you, but because I know you was going to the board all night, I've been having contractions. And once you got up and went to the board, this is like four or five o'clock in the morning. Once you left, I got up and drove myself to the hospital. <laughs> you like what? 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 I, said, I have different questions now. <laughs> I said what? She said, "Yeah, uh, um, they have been trying to stop the baby from coming, uh, but she's on the way." And so I go tell my the dude that took me, my mentor was like, "Hey, my wife is in labor. I gotta go because this board means nothing to me um, mm. than my child." It was Micaiah's, my second one. And um, and so the sergeant major, the highest ranking, when he come out, he said, hey, um, if you get 150 points, will you get promoted next month? I said, who? Who will mean yes. I said, who is sergeant major? He said, all right, come in, knock on the door. I go in, knock on the door, sit down. They asked me one question each. How many of you people were on the board? Four. Okay. And it's normally they actually at least five to seven questions each. Ooh. So it's at least 28 to 30 questions that each of these individuals uh, would normally ask you. And none of them was the question they asked was just plain leadership questions. Some that made me laugh and they told me I shouldn't have been laughing. <laughs> and then they was like, all right, get out of here. Go, go be with your wife. Mm. And so God took the labor out of the board because the promotion didn't come from east or west the promotion came from above yes because if it would have came from east or west i would have went in the board i would have been sweating they would have asked me all these questions and you have to remember that stuff verbatim you can't miss words you gotta be on point with it hitting it knowing everything in order to get promoted and that's in that moment 
that's when I realized that scripture again. Mm. It does not come from the east or west. It comes from above. Ooh. And it's crazy because Terry, she gets pregnant when I get back from Afghanistan. Okay. <laughs> when I get back from Afghanistan. happy to see his wife. <laughs> when I get back when I get back from Afghanistan, she gets uh she gets pregnant and uh yeah. That's that. Uh, and but- so that that allows the promotion to happen. And that's that's and that's because God is the one who gives that promotion. Yeah, that's that meaningful excellence and or elevation. elevation excuse me, the meaning. Well, it is excellent, mm-hmm. uh, but meaningful elevation and even some of the the notes that you had were in regards to how one day um, every angel, every demon, mm-hmm. every saint, every sinner, even Satan himself will bow at the name of Jesus, right. and it is that reminder that yes you got you that promotion came from above and all of those people that were in the way now have to recognize you in this role so the ones that supported you mm-hmm. and the ones that doubted you or, or stood in the way or made it more difficult and so that's the where that meaningful elevation comes from because you know it you believe in it and you strive for it and at the end of the day God is the one that will bring you to that elevated place, um, which I think is pretty cool. I had oh, yeah. um So with that, those are all the questions that I have. That's it. Uh, any final pastoral parting pieces? Yeah, don't quit. You have any others? <laughs> you thought that was directed towards you? Um, no. Yeah, it was. Oh, okay. Don't quit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's it. No, a indoor endure the hardship endure the sometime misery endure the pain because after the sacrifice there's still life mm. and once you commit yourself to giving up something for the sake of you or somebody else once you endure it and come through it you'll look back and say yo i made it and that's it that's it Thank you again, Pastor. This is always a good time. Thank you all for listening. Uh, Continue to check back for new content and check out our website, mtzlife.com. And until then, have a great day. Stay marvelous, fabulous, and blessed. Peace.